You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Scripture reading for this morning is Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. The Commission of the Disciples. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the ends of the ages. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ray. Good morning, church. My name is Michelle Russo, or also known as Miss Shelby's mom. (laughs) So, what a week, right? Actually, what a couple of months. A pastor farewell, a pastor welcome, a parsonage uh, renovation, serve and play days, middle school, high school, mission trips, summer vacations, graduations, lifting COVID restrictions, opening doors, and of course, vacation Bible school. I don't know about you, but I'm tired. (laughs) All this activity made me think of one of my favorite children's books, Snowmen at Night, and that was by Carolyn Browner. In the story, a young child goes outside in the winter and builds a snowman. And then he goes back inside for the evening, and when he comes out, or actually when he goes out, you know, the, the snowman is strong and solid. When he comes out the next morning, he's sagging and slouching. As, a, as adults, of course, we always think, you know, logically, and we say, well, the temperature rose. In this story, the imagination of a child tells a very different story. In this story, in this imagination, there are snowball fights and sledding and baseball games and cold cocoa made by snowman mothers. <laughs> we are, it's a lot more fun and exciting than our adult version. The book made me begin to wonder, what happens during vacation Bible school after hours? Do our serious, structured leaders ever let down their hair and have some fun? (laughs) Check out these pictures I just secretly discovered. 
Yes, that is Colin playing some video game on the, yeah, that's what he does. <gasps> There's Pastor Amy playing um, Twister with a few of our uh, youth volunteers down in the youth lounge. That's what they do, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that Shelby, really every day she would go up into that classroom and play with the balloons on the ceiling. It's true. And Jack. <laughs> Right? There's no, we don't even have to explain that one. <laughs> and then there's hula hooping, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's Steve uh, that's out there in music. He would get out there and dance every morning, right? <laughs> He's getting down. <laughs> and then that's Diane, our communications person. She can't reach the balloons up in the uh, top uh, second level, so she would get on a chair and start playing with them. Yes. And that Shelby and Peyton suite uh, pool fencing upstairs. And finally, Jeremy is fishing in the pond. I don't know if he, did you get your fishing license? I'm not sure, he said he did. <laughs> so yes, we have fun. And uh, thank you to all that agreed to have those pictures taken and shown. I will pay you later. <laughs> will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I have to say my favorite time of the year when I <laughs> is when I have, and I was told I had to show this by Shelby, is I have the VBS schedule on my refrigerator. She gets really excited to see it. <laughs> Since my children were little, we have made a big deal of going out and doing all the shopping for VBS. We buy all the colors of the t-shirts, we get all the donations. It was a very big event, a big shopping event, and something we absolutely look forward to. I also usually put up all my old VBS pictures in our house from when my girls were growing up. And uh, luckily, I brought those pictures, some of them, and put them out in the gathering space where you can check out what Miss Shelby and my other daughter, Miss Grace, looked like when they were going to VBS. It's quite fun, so. However, as my children grew, more and more activity schedules started showing up on my refrigerator. Some of you may, uh, may relate to or be in these times of life, right? The get home for uh, nap time turns into the I'm a bus driver phase to the games, concerts, and work schedules that always seem to be at the same time. What is it with that? Why does that happen? I just, it just does, right? <laughs> Our refrigerators fill up with the reminders and checklists, and we get to a point where we focus solely on checking off the boxes of the, our agenda and missing the true importance of what those events are for. Many times seeking God in these moments is sort of like that flyer that falls behind the refrigerator. You know the one and the place, right? The ones that you only find when you move 
or your refrigerator breaks and you have to like uh, change the refrigerator. <laughs> yes, we've all had those. So I was thinking and I thought, I would imagine that the night, that this might be a little bit like how the disciples in today's scripture reading were feeling on that day at the lakeshore when they met with the recently resurrected Jesus Christ. Their list of recent activities was a bit more extreme than our vacation Bible school or our uh, activities that we run around to. For over the past three years prior to this moment, they had met and started following a really cool yet radical teacher. Their first thought, he's an extraordinary rabbi. Their second, a great prophet. The third, a savior that was a warrior, a great warrior that was going to come and save us from Roman rule. And yet, at the end of the third year, in a span of three days, their understanding and greatness, greatest hopes exploded. In three days, their rabbi was arrested, mocked, hung on a cross, died, and came back to life, having defeated death. The disciples realized more fully in that moment that their teacher, their friend, is Christ, the Son of God, God made human. I don't know about you, but I would need a very long nap after that. Today's scripture picks up a few weeks later for our 11 disciples since that mind-blowing three days. They long for some normalcy. Their bodies and minds are tired, so they go back to what they know, fishing. They were fishermen, right? They could fish in their sleep. We all have jobs uh, that we know so well that it feels safe and comfortable. We don't have to use our brain so much. Our body already knows all the motions. For me, it's cleaning. I know how to do it, and I can see my progress afterwards. It brings me comfort and a clean house, which is not a bad combination, right? <laughs> In this case, in today's case, Jesus has a different plan for his disciples. There will be no remaining in our comfort zones. Instead, Jesus gives his disciples a command, a commissioning. He says, I have taught you everything you need to do to fulfill the command that I have asked you to do. And I have shown you this in the life I have led. It is now your turn to share that love with the world. Not just your neighbors. Not just the people you know and like. Not just the easy people to get along with. 
Not just the ones that you believe the way that they do. No, Jesus commands his followers, us, to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. In order to put our full focus on the plan, we, ha we have to move that refrigerator and dust off all those lost flyers behind it. We must relearn and practice how to seek God in our busy and everyday activities. Recently, I have been listening to an audiobook uh, by a retired United Methodist pastor named uh, Bill Ritter. I just recently learned that uh, Pastor Amy was actually baptized by Bill Ritter, so that was very exciting. Thank you. <laughs> I believe uh, his last appointment was at Birmingham First in United Methodist Church. And the book was entitled, Nudging the Heart. I met what I said from the pulpit. And in one of his sermons, he addresses the idea of what comes first. Do you have faith and then do good works? Or do you do good works and then have faith? And ultimately, in the end, it really uh, didn't matter what came first. It was the fact that if you put yourself in that place, God will find you. So this summer, our youth groups have had the mission of finding God in our everyday lives. As I, started, as I stated before, seeking God can take practice. Have you ever driven, driven down the same road every day to work or school? so much so that you do it automatically? Then one day you are in the passenger seat, or maybe you're stuck in a uh, traffic jam, and you have the chance to look up and look around. And you're like, I never knew there was a road there. Wait, hey, I know that guy. I saw him in uh, the grocery store the other day. Yeah. I know I have done this. Many times. <laughs> this summer, our youth groups went to Lake Louise Christian Camp in Boyne, Michigan, to participate in the Boyne Country Mission Project. Our middle schoolers went in June, and our high schoolers went in July. So, to practice seeing things, uh, that you usually don't generally take a, um, pay attention to. We played a little game called Seeking God Road Bingo. Yes, I have these. And so on the way up to Lake Louise, which was a three-hour drive, they had to look up from their phones, look away from anything else, and look outside and intentionally look for firework signs, or church steeples, or police cars, hopefully not behind the church van, <laughs> and tour buses. 
I have to say it was, a, it was successful. For at least a couple hours of the three-hour trip, our adults and youth looked up from their phones, video games, and started paying attention and looking intentionally to find things outside their window. Seeking God takes practice. It also takes patience. I know that uh, we hope that every youth and adult goes to church or goes to a mission trip and does so willingly and excitingly, right? That they're excited. That's not always the case. Sometimes we come and we're a little sleepy, maybe a little cranky, I don't know, <laughs> just me. Um, and, and sometimes we do it because our parents make us, and sometimes we do it because our spouse makes us. Anybody have that happen? But once again, it's about being in that place and God meeting us there. So in this case, I can't say that all the time that when we started our mission trips, we were all happy and smiley. Sometimes we were tired and cranky, uh, but we got there and we were there. And so during that time in our practicing, we took the time each day to sit down, eat, and listen to the host, the person that was, we were working alongside. Taking time to listen is important, but it is not always easy. Remember that checklist on our refrigerator, the one that we have focused on completing it? <laughs> well, as volunteers, we tend to have a checklist of service projects we want to get done when we go on these trips. And the fact is, uh, it's hot and we're dirty. And we finally, finally take a break. And then we have to focus on listening. Patience, right? It is in this time that we really find God. We learn our new friends' names. Jan, Nancy, Pam. We learn their stories. We learn the history of their family homes, how they uh, have been active volunteers in the United States and around the world. We learn of their hardships, and we learn how they overcame those hardships. We witness their resilient spirit. We are given nuggets of wisdom and grateful hugs of gratitude and hope. So was every weed pulled? Was every job completed? Not necessarily, but we came close. I, I am guilty of loving a completed checklist. <laughs> but what I can say for sure happened was that we saw God and experienced God when we took a few extra minutes to listen. When we looked in a different direction, when we concentrated on building relationships more than checking off our to-do list. God is often found in the people that we come in contact with. 
And in order to see all the faces and places that God wants us to find him, we must break out of our regular routine, letting go of our lists, looking behind our refrigerator for those forgotten papers. As a youth coordinator, I often hear from adults, where are the children and youth? They need to learn so they can carry on when we move on. Friends, adults, youth, children. Turn and look in a different direction. Come at a different time of the day. Travel down a hallway you thought you were done with, or one that you weren't old enough for yet. Listen, observe, take part, ask questions. You are connected. I saw it uh, during our mission trips and during vacation Bible school. Our youth learning from our adults and our adults learning from our youth. My family is made up of three generations of members here at Clarkson United Methodist Church. I have my mom and dad there in the back. My husband, too. Hey. Uh, I have my daughter, Shelby, who has left, but I'm sure she's around. And my other daughter, Shelby, as well. And I can say that they didn't always come to church happy or uh, without me pushing them out the door a little bit. But they did come back. And they are here, and I can tell you it meant something. So I also have to say that one of our matriarchs of this church that has recently passed away, Barb Gibson, was my speech teacher at Clarkston High School. So part of the reason I am able to speak in front of you is because she was in my life. I learned from her. And at the first service, I also have to say that uh, George White, a long-term member here, was also influential in my house he, er, life. He was my junior high principal. And when in eighth grade, I innocently, you know, it wasn't my fault, that I got kicked off the bus. <laughs> I am lucky to have had George White to have directed me back onto the right path. So we are part. You are here and you make a difference. We are connected. Today's scripture ends with a reminder from Jesus to his disciples. And remember, I am with you always until the end of time. We need to practice seeking God because we are human and like a dog, squirrel, we are easily distracted. <laughs> but God is not. God seeks us, and when we practice seeking God and serving God together, our eyes and hearts and ears are filled with God's love, trust, 
faith, joy, and hope. <laughs> Finally, my dear friends, I share these pictures taken during Vacation Bible School. A few of our family, intergenerational families working and seeking God together. May you never stop seeking or serving. For God is with us always until the end of the age. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.